Mi mamo mou. Welcome to The Constant Struggle. I'm Nick Watson. And I'm Bree Watson. And this is The Constant Struggle Podcast, a podcast where we like to talk about the struggles balancing life and art. Mm -hmm. So I'm a right-orb and also a dad and a guy who has to work during the day uh, to feed the family. Yeah, and there's a balance that you're trying to achieve there, whereas I am a comedian um who no longer has although i do have i was gonna say no longer has like the proper day job but have have had to pick up a couple uh you know real world gigs here and there to you know make ends meet yep get those ends together and uh keep the cat you know keep the cat alive (laughs) into the uh the the lifestyle to which she's accustomed true i mean i can't stop giving her temptations at this point anywho (laughs) this is episode number 78 of the podcast of the constant struggle podcast and today we're going to be chatting with uh director and uh, playwright actor you know improviser among many she wears many hats mom she's a mom yeah that's a big hat that's the big hat uh, because you can't, you can't just take that hat off. You know what I mean? You well, have to, yeah, you have to get people around <laughs> to, when to you want to take that hat the off. hat. Yeah. Yep. Um, and yeah, so we'll be talking to Evie momentarily. But before we get into that, Nick, why don't you let me know what's going on with your creative projects recently? Anything? Any updates? Anything new? Any? Is has the muse been? reaching out to you recently uh no uh so i've been doing (laughs) some editing uh but what's happened is uh, my back went out this week uh but then you know i applied cold and hot to it and ibuprofen and then i golfed the next day and was back on the pain pony after that uh then walked around you golf the day after you threw your back out i had already booked it and i was able to move uh, so like uh, we, we've got a new struggle to to, main, to maintain to monitor Brie. Uh, physical health. This is something I don't think we ever talk about on the show. We do sometimes. It depends on the person who we're talking to. I think. Okay, so yeah, I'm adding to my struggle bucket. I got to make sure the the vessel is in working condition. That's true. I was actually talking to a few people about this recently. I think the change in weather, especially in this season, going from cold. And then kind of hot and then cold again. Yeah. Like your muscles and your your body is like, oh, it's nice. I can relax. And then it's like the next day it's snowing. You're like, yeah, and it tightens up again. So I know like this time of year is a time of year where I'm I will frequently get, you know, neck, neck pain or back pain or any, any, any random pains will do. Yeah. All right. Brevis. So what are you up to? You know, it's been an interesting, I'm about to go into a very busy time. Mm, Of our lives. Of our lives. La, 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 la. But um, this recently, it's been okay. I did have to audition multiple times for a commercial I inevitably didn't get. Uh, But I think in these circumstances, you're kind of like, 
I knew I wasn't going to get this, but why oh, okay. did you make me do this so many times? And it was, uh, it was for underpants. <laughs> so it's just like, I'm, I'm so tired of having to take photos of me. You know what I mean? Like, it's like, you're clearly, you know, you know, or you don't know, I think when it comes to an underwear commercial, I don't know. Maybe I also you're... know like a bunch of other comedians who went out for, because there were like tons of different spots for this particular company. And I know other comedians who went out for it too. And I was like, what is it about you guys right now that thinks, you know, comedians, that's the ultimate underwear bodies we're looking for. <laughs> who wears yeah. underwear? Uh, comedians do. Comedians. They keep they talking about it. shitting their pants, so they must yeah, be wearing right. something. War yeah. Anyway, so so that didn't work out, and that was fine. I was also like, uh, anyway, I've been getting like, they're like, oh, it's close. You're, you know, they're checking your availability, so they're interested, but ultimately nothing. Anyway, mm. ultimately not. Uh, there was one that was shooting in Uruguay, and I was like, I could go to Uruguay. Right now. <laughs> Look at this country, Brie. <laughs> <laughs> uh, um, I participated in this has nothing to do with um, comedy or any. Well, not, I don't know. I guess in a way it does. So one of our one of the improvisers at Improv Niagara, Simon, is involved with or at least maybe more so in the past. Now he's super busy, but he was involved volunteering for a local choir called Tomorrow's Voices. And there's a bunch of, they're like, it's like a kid's choir. I was going to say, is it the children of the future? <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> it wouldn't make sense. If it was for the elderly, it would be yesterday's voices, probably. Mm -hmm. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> change it to like haunted echoes. <laughs> anyway so they did a they do a fundraiser i guess every year for this where they bring in alan cross to run trivia oh, oh okay <laughs> yeah so it's kind of fun to just you know bug alan cross for an evening while he was trying to you know yeah the trivia happened he you know, seems like a nice trivia, guy obviously because it's alan cross mm. and uh dan's actually really good at music trivia so like the past two years i feel like he's really carried our team <laughs> Noise. One was like, okay, this category is just drummers. We're like, oh, oh fuck. And Dan's like, yes. <laughs> <laughs> Got it. Um, so let's see. Other than that, uh, well, I don't know. I guess that's it. Like, we picked our cast for the fringe show that I'll be directing this summer. Whoa. So our rehearsals start next weekend. And I'm teaching at Second City and Improv Niagara coming up. So there's gonna be lots of teaching happening um lots of improv and so basically like may and june are gonna be nuts and then july i'm going away for a bit and then when i come back it's gonna be the fringe so i feel like the next three months are gonna be nuts okay Ooh. that's what i that's where i'm at yeah that's i i get that impression after we're trying to schedule our next podcast yeah it's like well no can't do that yeah free it's another struggle scheduling finding the right time yeah. to podcast yeah i don't know it's just like it's busy it's like things are picking up again right it's we've uh, ign we're ignoring the fact that COVID is still rampant and we're mm. uh i don't know i guess not ignoring i'll still wear a mask you know and uh, yeah i'm going to a jace game tomorrow oh nice yay hopefully well i guess they don't open the dome until later no um yeah, anyway yep. yeah so that'll be a thing i'll wear a mask there you go and uh, apparently you could get free rapid tests at a bunch of places now. So that's good. I got a handful of them at uh, Walmart. 
to <laughs> the other day. Oh, all right. That's cool. <laughs> and they give it's really helpful. Yeah, exactly. So, you know, it's around, but there are things that you could do to mitigate. Exactly. Make sure you're make sure you're doing OK. Yeah. Um. Yeah. All right. So, what do you think, Nick? Should we jump in and and uh, take I, a yeah, listen to or like I learned a lot anyway. Whatever. I'm excited for people to hear about this episode because it was or not mm-hmm. to hear about it to hear this episode. I, I agree. For a couple pod rights like ourselves, mm, we are pod rights. <laughs> <laughs> you'll you'll get it in a second, guys. Just listen up. <laughs> All right, here we go. Episode number 78 with Evie Jones in your ear holes. So Nick had a question right before we started recording and you were going to answer it and we were so excited. Nick asked the question again. The question is, what's the deal with the spelling of playwright? Okay, right. So, um, yes, this has frustrated me for a long time. Um, and I and I and I and I figured it out. Um, not by not because I am by any means a smart individual who can figure <laughs> those kinds of things out, but because I uh, have access to Google. <laughs> ah. So you know how there's a mill right? Yeah. And a, and like a blacksmith or like a <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Like a person is a right, like W-R-I-G-H-T. It's like by trade, they are a right of that, like a mill writer. I think mill right's the only example I can think of. Mm-hmm. But essentially, it's the same, you know, for playwright. You are a play, like a person. Fixer. Who, yeah, a person who does plays. Fixer, right. But you just so happen to be, you know, the writer of the plays. So I think at some point in the English language, they became like interchangeable because as a playwright, by definition, I'm someone who writes plays, which is what we've accepted. However, I'm, I'm not someone who fixes. (laughs) So it's like, but anyways, but then when you're like, you know, I use that word so frequently that I use it in the present continuous tense, for example, mm. playwriting. And right. I'm always wondering how to spell it. So of course, the only time you ever spell it with a G-H is when you say playwright. I am a playwright. But other than that, yeah. spelling that it like... Because right is, I'm, I also have access to Google. <laughs> right in its W-R-I-G-H-T is a maker or builder. So you are a play builder. Builder, yeah. yeah. But I'm also the writer, you know, the person That's who's right. Like, yeah. That's right. <laughs> right. Oh my God. God. I'm going to start okay. referring to myself so as they a book right. It just became like an interchangeable <laughs> term, I guess. But yeah. So, and then when I'm submitting to different things, um, I'll say play like you know playwriting and I don't right. spell it with a gh I just spell no, it because that's the act of writing a play yeah <laughs> oh god <laughs> oh god tense. we you know we are often like uh, you know the English language is so natural oh my god. but if you're going to learn this language it's got to be so tough <laughs> what if you're in the middle of putting on the show are you again playwriting oh, <laughs> like yeah. you're not doing the writing well, but it depends, it depends on what it. kind of development you're in because yes, you can, or, or the project you're working on or the, you know, the kind of contract you're working with or the kind of production you're working with, because if you have, you know, creative control and you're self-producing, you can be 
writing that play until opening night. Or even if you're in a certain contract where you're like in a development phase and a workshop phase, you can be writing, doing another draft and another draft. So I guess it just depends. Mm -hmm. It's, it's an ongoing back and forth between write and write process. (laughs) Yeah. So Evie, tell us, how did you get into play writing and how did you get, maybe how did you, we like to start at the beginning. How did you get involved in writing, in acting, in performance? What did that look like for you growing up? Um, yeah, I mean, I think growing up, I was just a bit of a weird kid. (laughs) (laughs) like I really liked to make people laugh um it sort of was one of my ways of uh asking for attention (laughs) love and and so so but I would also um I was also you know I would I would write from a very young age like in my diary and um and you know was the youngest and and, and I would retreat because my sister had a pretty big personality. Um, and so I would, I would go in my room and like write in my diary. I would write, a, and as I got older, maybe like 11, 12, 13, I would like write about just all my thoughts and all my favorite music and all the boys I liked. <laughs> um, but I just, I always like wrote. Um, and yeah, I grew up in Font Hill, which was, you know, a pretty, um, conservative place to grow up and I had artistic parents so I felt like a little I always felt a little like odd and different like (laughs) like well my parents are this way but no one I go to school is is this kind of like I wanted culture you know from a young age in Niagara region you know it's not it's not everywhere certainly no it's hard it's tough it's it's Mm. it's it's a tough go here. Especially so, when we were yeah. growing up. I feel like it's getting way better. I think so. Yeah. I mean, I hope, I hope. Um, I mean, maybe not for Fun Hill, but. <laughs> you know, you really got to work to find your, uh, to find your happiness and to find where you fit. And yeah, like to, to figure out, yeah, the, the balance of, um, of, of identity and, and self-expression. And yeah, it's not, it's not always the easiest. Yeah. Not as a kid either when you're growing up, but I, I no. do think it helped. Like you mentioned that you probably have, it helped, it probably helped that you have artistic parents. And I know for a fact that you went to Yale Crosley, which was the artsy school <laughs> in yeah. the region. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Like I, I had artistic parents and that, so that was, that was just like done. Like that was always, supported and and my mom struggled and my dad struggled and then my mom Mm. married a guy who struggled after my parents separated like they all just like it was always like this this thing of like let's 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 get out of this town (laughs) (laughs) but they never did and you know or they did but it was always this feeling this energy this vibe of like let's make shit um and so that was in me Mm-hmm. And yeah, going to Crosley was great too because yeah, Crosley was um had a fantastic music program. Um I never really uh like went the music route, but I kind of did. It kind of leveled off in high school, but I 
definitely uh, joined like the band and had, you know, concert band. Play? Yeah, I didn't know you were in a band. What was oh yeah, <laughs> I was in the marching band and the concert band. Ooh, what did you play? I played the tuba. Oh, what? <laughs> That's amazing. Yeah, so yeah, so I played the tuba because I wanted to learn how to read bass clef music. Okay, yeah. So, and I played the sousaphone and, um, and yeah, we went down to Florida, like to, we sold oranges <laughs> and, and grapefruits to raise money to go down to Florida. And I was in grade 10 and I went down there and like, that was really great because I was like, yeah, I'm like marching in the band and like getting <laughs> like Crosley was, Crosley was good. It was good. It, and, and Jennifer Benson, you know, was my high school drama teacher and Crosley had a fantastic drama program. So those, those things set me up, you know, to be able to be like, this is not so foreign and strange. And this yeah. is something I, I can do and believe in myself to do. So I think going to Crosley in high school was, was really, really building those blocks towards artistic, um, artistic endeavors in life. Awesome. <laughs> and so I remember going on a school trip to E.L. Crosley because it was like, uh, I think the artist who put the mural up was giving oh, a talk or something. That's oh, a yeah, huge that's, big mural. But you know, the mural is great because the story behind that was either, I think it could be rumored, but I think it might be true. They could either choose between an indoor pool <laughs> and that, that mural. God, that so sounds familiar. And it's so oh. great. It's so great they went with the mural because it's like, yeah, that's Crossley. <laughs> and also then people would be like, oh yeah, and the pool would have taken so much maintenance. That's and true. <laughs> so they went with the mural. That's amazing. <laughs> like it, as I, it's, I also love that as an artist, you're like, yeah, they made the right choice. <laughs> I'm also, <laughs> as also as an artist, I'm like, fuck, I want, I would have rather gone swimming. <laughs> right. Yeah, that's true. It would have been more fun and like <laughs> more like opportunity to, have shenanigans <laughs> that's a good point in high school uh, high school pool shenanigans those are the best kind <laughs> okay i love it so after high school where where does little evie go was it uh was yeah it easy yeah to pick where to go was it like um, i'm moving i'm moving far away from this land i mean yeah eventually, Saint eventually yeah <laughs> Well, actually, that's true. I did, I first went to St. Catharines. <laughs> um, yeah, it, it eventually became, yeah, I, I first went to St. Catharines and what I would do is I would hang around the old knack. So, mm. so the Niagara Artist Center oh. used to be where Liberty Bikes is. Okay. And so I would hang around there and kind of, there was a company called Stray Theater. I think they're still around and kicking, but you know, I just latched on to my friend, uh, Don Chrysler and sort of like said, what can I do? And I was obviously like stage management and assistant stage management and like swept the stuff, swept the floors. <laughs> like, just... And then, um, yeah, I went to Brock drama school, you know, for a bit. Like I was like, I'll go to university and I'll study theater. And I did one or two years there. So that was great that I had some great profs. Um, but it just wasn't, yeah, I need I just was like, I got it. I got to get out. <laughs> so, so yeah, so this I, isn't I, far enough. That's right. That's right. I thought, you know, I'll transfer, I'll transfer to, um, 
to one of the coasts. Um, uh, I was going to say Niagara College. No, <laughs> far, 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 no I'll, tra- I'll transfer to Niagara College and I'll get I'll get some more. I'll get the real culture I'm looking for. <laughs> and Welland. Then, so I'll spread my wings to Welland. <laughs> Yeah. Like, no one told Evie there's more to the world than the Niagara region. This is weird. <laughs> just wait, just wait, Nick. I've been to Europe. That was Niagara Falls. It was just Niagara Falls. It wasn't, there was just Europeans around there. Yeah. Lots of tourists. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> From Europe. Yeah. So yeah, so I I um I I worked at a greenhouse one summer. So and- did you, Nick? I did. <laughs> Yeah, hard work, eh? Uh, yeah, <laughs> it was, and very low paying. Yeah, well, I remember. Yeah, the one, the summer. What happened was, I was living in St. Catharines, but I moved back to my parents' house, um, so I wouldn't have to pay rent. And I, and I, <laughs> same. <laughs> yeah, and I worked at a greenhouse from like seven a.m. to like seven p.m. Oh, whoa! I can't yeah. remember if that's how long my hours were, but I, I, I remember getting up before dawn. To get over to Niagara and the Lake to do it. Yeah. Yeah. And I was like the only Canadian guy working there. Everybody else was like migrant workers. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I was one of the only Canadian people working there as well. I mean, and they, you know, were much more experienced and much better at the job. Yeah. They worked <laughs> way harder. I just and, put it that way. I was like, oh you're really good at that (laughs) so many lilies i can't pick all of these yeah like you can weed that like nobody like you know i was like what am i doing here but i need to save money i need to save money and so and what i had done was before that i i i applied to the university of victoria and the and dalhousie university because they both had you know decent drama programs and to be honest i really wanted to go like out west and i thought that that was Mm. for sure where i was gonna go but Anyways, I um, I got accepted to both, and then I flipped a coin, and I remember <laughs> I did it on my lunch break one day in the lunchroom when I was uh, uh, working at this greenhouse, and it and it it was tails, and tails was out east. So I went to I just went to Nova Scotia, and um, and that was really where I studied, where I just really started taking it more seriously, and through that, a few other opportunities came about there is a great theater uh scene in nova scotia or in halifax which is that's where dal is right in halifax yeah there's yeah yeah yeah. i mean really great um theater arts community and professional theater community specifically but um they also have you know a really thriving and original music industry and so yeah i mean nova scotia and the maritimes are great and how ashley mcisaac no i think it's the other (laughs) guy uh three three oh god through and through and through what's his fucking name (sighs) joel plaskett there he is oh yeah 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 Yeah. drunk teenagers let's (laughs) well i mean and he's great and so and that's the thing, like, it, 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 Halifax is great for support, you know, it, it, you, you have the Kyber, I don't, I think the Kyber on Barrington Street is not there anymore, but, or maybe it is, but he, that's where Joel Plaskett sort of hung around a lot, but, but everyone sort of knows everyone, right, and so it was, it was good to be a Dalhousie theater student, and to 
you know, weed my way into the professional community in Halifax. Um, it was because it was, it's a beautiful city and community for a student to kind of mm. go, oh, I can, I can do this. It's the right, it's the right size. It's the right people. Um, and yeah, I feel really grateful that I went there because I was able to place myself in my own community, having come from like, you know, artists, like my, being the, my mom's daughter, I wanted to really have my own identity. <laughs> like, yeah. Well, that's a good point. Nick, you might not know this, but Evie, you could tell us a little bit about your mom. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, my mom, she ran a theater company here in Niagara all throughout my childhood and she's an acting teacher and a playwright herself and an actor. And so she was pretty established in sort of the St. Catharines and kind of Toronto theater industries when I was growing up. And um, she'd done some international travel with like her plays. And so, yeah, I wanted to, it was really important to me to not be the daughter of Stephanie Jones and to go sort theater out for myself. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, that makes, uh, to me, it makes a lot of sense because there are, you know, there's a lot of people in, in the industry, in the biz who are, I, I mean, especially in the States that you see, you know, actors who are getting in just because their parents are such and such, you know? So I love that you went off and had your own educational journey and got to discover the East Coast because it is a beautiful part of the country. Mm -hmm. uh, how long were you in Halifax? Just under six years. Oh, wow. Yeah. With a year of that, about a year and a half, just under a year and a half of that, I went overseas. So I guess. Oh, where you know, to? Um, yeah, so I went overseas um, sort of the year before I was going to finish my undergrad to go do a job in Italy. And I Ooh. had a boyfriend in Spain. Ooh la la. So, <laughs> so between like Italy and Spain, I was living in you know, there was an apartment in Spain and then I would work in Italy. And so that was great. And then when we moved back, we moved back again to Halifax, but I spent about, yeah, just under a year and a half over in, in, in Italy and Spain. Amazing. Do you speak Italian and or Spanish? Sí, sí. <laughs> I, I, like, um, yes. So Spanish is my second language. Um, oh. But it, it, I'm not fluent, you know, certainly um, I would say maybe seven or eight years ago, I could have called myself fluent, um, but I've been out of touch, but it is a second language that I can speak and Italian as well. I can, I can, I can participate in Italian conversations. Oh, cool. <laughs> so you came back, you're back in Nova Scotia. Yeah. What, what happens then? So I got my undergrad. I worked with a woman named Margot Dion, who is the most fabulous woman ever. She wore a Snuggie to rehearsal. <laughs> danced down the catwalk. So I, yeah, she's just bananas town. Great. Um, yeah, you have all these women, like all these like women that came before, right? Like I always identified so strongly with many female playwrights. I met out East Catherine Banks who is a great friend of Colleen Murphy, um, this woman, Annie Valentina, who, you know, she's, she ran a company out, out East when I was there and, and she was 
a strong role model, um, Margot Dion. So just all these, all these people who came before these women, female playwrights that I just identified with so heavily. Um, so yeah, I, I, I came back, finished my undergrad with Margot, um, and and then just worked, did like act. I was I started out really as an actor. That was my that was like what I thought I really wanted, um, and so worked in the Halifax theater theater, professional theater industry and kind of went from job to job. Um, yeah, I taught a bit and, and, and moved around a little bit. And then I got a job with Mermaid Theater of Nova Scotia. So I did some puppetry. Oh, oh, yes. I learned quite a bit about, uh, you know, my body and how it moves when I was puppeting and how it moves how I'm not coordinated like I figured <laughs> out how my brain worked okay yeah so was that were they we're talking like big puppets here then not just like some were like very something. small like I had a dragonfly that was like probably oh. like, yeah do you know how dragonflies fly fast yeah and also in squares oh. <laughs> <laughs> I wish everybody could see you doing this. This is great space work. <laughs> um, but yes, some were very big puppets. I was usually the butt. <laughs> <laughs> you know, like I was like I I was not quite strong enough to do the head of many puppets, but you know, like I was like the butt end of the humpback whale. Oh, I was the butt up. end of the caribou, you know, and you're just you're basically your job is to just like lumber back and forth it looks like you're skiing very slowly yeah <laughs> and and stare at the puppet like 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 don't uh, don't look away from the puppet you know your job as a puppeteer is in part to make yourself invisible mm. fair yeah give over to the puppet yeah and yeah so that was fun so you know and then i met my daughter's dad uh out there and yeah, and, and kind of found my way back here when I was was having my daughter. Okay. That's exciting. <laughs> uh, yeah, what's... Uh, how, okay, so you're back in Niagara. You got a daughter. What does that look like when you come right back and, and you're still... And you're trying to get back into the sort of artistic scene in Niagara, but now you're raising a little girl at the same time. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that was hard. I think that was, um, that was in retrospect, like when I look back now, that was pretty emotionally, like difficult. Um, because I really truly did have quite a lot of momentum mm -hmm. when I was living out there and, um, and felt really good about where my career was going and, and, and sort of just the artistry that I was able to practice. And, you know, I, I think when I was pregnant, I thought, ah, ah, I'll be right back at it. <laughs> I was yeah. 25 and I was like, I'll go home and I know I'll get back into St. Kitts people. And but was the goal of coming back home to be kind of close to family? Or was that the point? Yeah. Uh, okay. Yeah. Like, I think, you know, to, like, I mean, 
I was living in a unwinterized cabin. Ah! Ah! <laughs> you know, like I was doing a puppet tour and <laughs> and and just you know, rural. living the dream. <laughs> yeah, like really, like not like far from glamorous. So there was no, you know, like there was no real plan, and and her father and I didn't know each other like that well. So, so straight up. So I, you know, I needed to come home. Yeah. Um, yeah. I needed to, to finish off my pregnancy, uh, at home. Um, like pregnancy as an artist must be interesting. You must, there must be interesting journal articles about going through that process. Yeah. Well, that's, well, I started writing again. Um, yeah, because I think, and that certainly now where I'm at, I'm very humbled and very happy with the amount of writing I've been able to accomplish over COVID and just how, mm. and just how much I, how much I know it's so clearly the path for me now. Like I'll still act and I'll still perform, but always underlying like my twenties, like all throughout my twenties, you know, there were these parts of me that were neglected, even though I practiced writing um, I was much more about like being in the spotlight and much more about oh. like, um, honing my craft as an actor. Now I want to retreat. I love writing. It's where I'm happiest. It's where I want to be the most. Mm. And so I couldn't imagine, you know, going back into hitting it hard, trying to be the best, the best actor I could be, you know, because the writing was always like, always underlying sort of calling me calling me to go to go to go tell stories and that I think uh, it must be especially because you're writing plays now it must be so helpful that you have all that training as an actor because you can you can really create characters that you know you know how you want them to be portrayed you know, that actor side of you will know exactly like, this is what I want my actors to make of these characters. Mm -hmm. Yeah. yeah. I forgot. You're a director as well. I forgot. Mm -hmm. I should have mentioned that in the intro director. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah. No, it's true though. Like, yeah. Dialogue is. Mm -hmm. Yeah. What, especially depending on the thing I'm thinking of or the, the project I'm working on it yeah I like I I I just want to write characters that I care about and then that actors will thrive to that actors will thrive to 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 sink their teeth into yeah I love it Nick do you have questions at this point I see you um, taking lots of notes oh uh, yeah it's just part of the process Brie. <laughs> as a podcast tour yeah, uh, you're the note taker I try to be the more in the moment -y improvise nick's writer i'm an improviser this is how it works in the that podcast too yeah <laughs> but yeah uh, like getting back into things in niagara was was certainly interesting and and you know i became a mom that like really actually just wanted to be away from the world for the first like year or two of her life anyways so yeah so i didn't know that was gonna happen so for like two years you know when she was little I I basically stayed at home and and wrote but then mm, I perfect I, yeah and that was that was good too because it was like oh, okay yeah it was like the beginnings of of that but I didn't know that was going to happen I again I thought 
doesn't get, it's just going to be like me, but with a baby. And it's just wrong. It's just, <laughs> it's just entirely the opposite of, of, of that. It's her, mm. you know, and it's her life. And then I'm just in it. <laughs> but nope. I mean, I mean, it makes sense, right? Like you, you want to give your, your everything to her, right? Um, you're create, you created this little life you want, you know, she's going to need you. Uh, that makes but sense. It, but it like removes your ego. Mm. Uh, so like your whole life, you're growing up and the world is you, right? Mm. Um, and then when you have uh, a little person that you have to keep alive, <laughs> you notice like, oh, I'm, I'm not the most important. And then you realize that, oh, other people exist too. <laughs> Yeah, that's exactly right. That's exactly right. Like the amount of um, love and empathy that came out of me for all other people and every uh, child was- It ruined horror movies for me for a while. Like I can't watch people get hurt. Absolutely. <laughs> or children. You can't- absolutely. Oh God, no. <laughs> yeah, no, same. I can totally relate to that. Like why? Like why would we, like why? <laughs> it's like, that is, that is evil. Um, so yeah, so, and, but it, it, it did. And, and that spilled into being an artist because when you're a better human being, you're a better artist. And like, I, yeah, it was, it was so clear. Like this, the smoke was so clear. Like the first job I got as an actor after Daphne was born was I applied to be this company out of Toronto, Dopo Lavoro Teatrale, DLT. They do like site-specific theater and they were holding auditions for In the Soil that year. And so I was like, okay, I'll audition for, for this. A 72 hour immersive theatrical experience with an Italian director named Daniele. Anyways, <laughs> but my audition tape was like nothing I had ever done before. Like, I just didn't care. So I remember Daphne was sleeping. I used to, uh, after she turned about three months old, she started sleeping like kind of more regularly throughout the night. And so I would smoke a little joint just to put myself to bed. Right. And, and so one night I just took my iPhone and I was like, I'm just going to riff as I'm smoking this joint about, um, seeing an alien when I was five years old. (laughs) totally improvised just off the cuff talking about how I saw an alien when I was five years old and my childhood friend got abducted and and I and my audition and that was it and I thought oh they're not gonna I don't know and (laughs) and then they were like we want we want you we want the alien lady (laughs) yeah it was cool because it does remove your ego and it and it does and I was like oh yeah and it was kind of like the beginning of of like yeah, more unpacking and not caring and unpacking and not caring and true, true artistry, true, true, like being yourself and, 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 and whatever that, that means, you know, whatever that means you're, you're, you're being true. And you're like, well, this is, this is interesting. I'm going to make this safe. (laughs) Like for a while. And then, and then it's like, why is that interesting? Well, it's interesting because you're, you think it's interesting as the artist. People watch when they, when someone is committed. Yes, I can definitely, uh, I can definitely attest to that. 
yeah. there's a big difference between in, in improv there's a big difference between when somebody's uh when somebody is fully committed and somebody is kind of still scared you know still hiding a little bit yeah we all go we all go there with that person and and it yeah oh i love that um so the in the soil how did that production go that 72 hour oh man it was fucked it was <laughs> <laughs> it was like it was good because I was just like happy to be a part of something but I mean like there were some people that were involved that were like not having any of it oh no yeah because he he really expected a lot of us as performers like we were kind of like his puppets but at the same time, like he had a vision and so I get it. And I think he like accomplished his vision. So from my perspective, I was just like, I'm a mom. I breastfeed nonstop. You know, Daphne was like eight months. Um, and I said, I can only be here when I can be here, but I can do this thing and speak Italian and show up at this time. Like, you know, but I was like, I was just happy to be a part of something, but he, <laughs> you know like some friends that I know were like what the hell is this like <laughs> so, you know the creative process yeah like, I guess something you know, so something so unique too has probably not been seen certainly by a lot of the theater regular Niagara theater goers no yeah it was probably one of the first of its that you know site and it was right when site-specific theater was I think kind of pushing its yeah. way into that, the, big one, that big one in New York. That's sort of, I feel sleep like no more. That's right. That's yeah. Right. And I mean, you know, and that, so that's punch drunk punch drunk is obviously this massive company that produces like crazy site specific theater, but these guys were trying to do that in their own way. Mm -hmm. So it was about Lily, like you're searching for Lily and you're looking for Lily and you go through all these different portals or whatever. And in the end, you know, you kind of find out that you're, you walk down Lily's funeral oh dear god it, and it, it but it was like so it was great and it was cool to be a part of but it was also like um just like some of the actors were getting frustrated oh no <laughs> maybe they were just tired <laughs> yeah. 72 hours it's a long time yeah it's like can we find lily already like <laughs> well you know she, she's dead oh my god why are we spoiler here? alert we're looking for she's not here yeah spoiler alert <laughs> for everyone who's gonna go back in time, in time. yeah <laughs> yeah she's peaced out don't, there's no point in seeing that ugly mess that happened in st Catherine. <laughs> but but in, i guess importantly is this is the project that sort of launched you back into working again after yeah yeah, yeah. it was and and it was um yeah it was it was a taste of what I wanted to be doing again. And, and, um, that experience I'd say showed me, <coughs> um, a different type of, um, artistry, like the artist I was going to be now that I was a mom. And now that I wasn't as maybe as afraid as I'd been in the past or as hard, like my work ethic has always been good, but I, I was approaching it from like a less serious way I think and I you know I did my solo show next I workshopped it and that's a very personal show but like I didn't really mind I I didn't mm. really, I thought I'm just gonna do my solo show and I'm just gonna you know so she, Daphne was two when I first workshopped that and then yeah worked worked 
bit by bit to reestablish to reestablish myself here as I realized her life and our life was going to be here in Niagara. Nice. Um, what what is your most current project that you're working on? Because I would love to I would love to understand the process of putting on uh, a play from kind of conception to you know real reality i guess conception to like mm-hmm. putting it on stage i know you're in the process you i think you just had a was it a preview or was that for a different project anyway i'll ask you what's your most current up project that you're working on yeah so i'd say um still the the two but um like like i'm i'm finishing up the final stages of my solo show right now Right. So like the, the development of that piece has sort of, you know, it's, it's been years and years and now, and now I'm finishing up, I'm really, really touching the final stages in what feels like complete. So that is actually pretty great. So in terms of like currently, um, tomorrow we go back into rehearsals for that. So that's tomorrow. And, um, and I, I got, um, some Ontario Arts Council grants for that. So I'm able to like pay the right people and work with the people I want to work with. And so, so that is relevant and that'll be pretty complete soon. The other uh, thing I'm working on is um, my play called Ingrid's Dream. And so, yeah, I had a reading of it um, about a month ago, last just under a month ago just a huge learning experience for me. Um, was it, of, is this like your f- first draft or second draft? Oh, or? no, no, no. This no. would be the, this would be, this would be the sixth, sixth draft. Okay. Um, so that, so I'm working on that. So right now that, so that's like the next kind of bigger thing. Like um, that right now, because it's set in Maine. Mm. I have to create a version that is more culturally culturally relevant to Canada. Okay, uh, is that be- to meet requirements of your grant? Kind of, yeah. Oh, okay, and okay. and also to just adhere or succumb to um, wanting to get a production in Canada, mm. and and so what that means for theater companies, they really want it to be maybe set in Canada. So from an artist standpoint right now, I'm grappling with that, but I do have like the two versions. Um, and then the next phase of that will be, um, you know, more taking the meat and potatoes, like, okay, so we have this script and, and, and it's had a reading and it's, it's been like, in so many different phases. Now we want to get a production. So the next thing to be would to workshop it professionally, which you'd have to write a grant for. Jeez. Yeah. <laughs> and then get the production. And and the production is from concept to reality through the Canada Council. So it is a process, but I also I don't always write grants. Okay. Sometimes I take shortcuts and like this most recent reading I did. Um, I raised money through selling wine and donations and paid the actors and, um, and we did that. And now, and then, and now at least it's had a reading, Mm -hmm. which, you know, 
so that's so that's that. the re is the reading like a, a a big kind of part of getting the getting the thing made um no yes Five. and no okay but it's is it like a table read or uh like no. a mock performance and you're holding your scripts on stage uh, yeah kind of it's a yeah. it's a staged reading so that it's it's and it and it's really the purpose in for this one for me was to have to have that experience as the playwright mm -hmm. to have an audience mm -hmm. oh to see the re their reaction to hear their reaction to it yeah and and to hear it out to hear it out loud like to stage to, like I really needed that for for my own process now but I also have you know my I have a musician um a violin player so so yeah so now that that's done so mine I'll be we'll be doing we'll be kind of taking things and working on the music of that play cool. and then working on getting a professional workshop okay and then a production and and we might we might skip the professional workshop you know because because it ha it has been dramaturged by Judith Thompson and and so she's had a a heavy hand in in the script so it, it might not need a workshop but technically usually it's like you know you create research and creation work, professional development concept to reality so that the the writing the workshop the production wow yeah and you know it's 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 yeah. like why why am i doing this how, how <laughs> until you're norm foster and you're just like spitting them out like every two weeks <laughs> yeah, that's town. <laughs> that's no, but that's such an incredible process, and and I've you know I uh, personally I've not known anyone to, to to well maybe I do, but we've never sort of discussed the intricacies of it. Um, so I find that really fascinating, and I I, I should also mention uh, to Nick and to the listeners that you you have since gone back to school. Oh yeah, yeah, but I'm what done now. Yeah, that's great. And what was that? What was that like? Because it was in the height of COVID going back yeah. for a master's oh. program. Yeah, well, it was good because it kept me busy during COVID. And, right. um, and I was able to do it from home. And again, um, brought me back into writing, like fully write, like really having the creative space to write and being supported in that. Um, so, I mean, yeah, like those things are really um, important to me now. But I was also uh, able to provide for my daughter because it was a master's program. So I was on a scholarship and I was also a teaching assistant. So, mm. you know, going back to school was a good move for me during COVID. I know I wouldn't have gone for like something else. I needed to just take my undergrad and get the master's. Nice. What what school was it? Did you go back to Brock or? No, I went to Guelph. Oh, okay, cool. Mm -hmm. So the University of Guelph, um, the School of English and, and Theater Studies. Mm. Yeah. So that was great. And, and it was, it was also just wonderful to exercise, like being a scholar. Mm. Like it's a privilege. And um, I sort of crave intellectual stimulation now yeah 
I guess also if you're at home with a young kid. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm like, um, yeah, you know, you need, I need to, yeah, I have to be able to. Separate from, from Peppa Pig every once in a while. Yeah. Oh, Peppa. <laughs> what a brilliant little show. <laughs> Fucking hate that show. What? She's okay. a bad influence. Hot take. <laughs> oh, that's interesting. So what is bad about it? Just Peppa's attitude is shit. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I mean, Peppa, she's pretty spoiled. Yeah. Yeah. Privilege. (laughs) Yeah. And you know what? The only word that her brother says for like years is dinosaur. Dinosaur. (laughs) And it's like, is the kid, can he not like you surely by this point he can form other sentences i mean he's a pork product so (laughs) he doesn't need long-term plans i don't think and his dad should learn how to shave oh Um, (laughs) i'm sorry i got us off track with Pippa pig i'll bring us right back i'm gonna gonna go like this is purely for me to learn brie (laughs) crafty so you said uh for ingrid's dream You've gotten up to six drafts uh, before you did the reading. What does a draft look like? Is that a complete rebuild or are you, are they like, like an advanced pass? You know what I mean? Yeah, no, not a complete rebuild by any means. More just, um, I mean, it's like anything, like a piece of art. It, it, you're all, it's, you're never, it's almost like you're never going to be. Yeah. Is it, am I done? Is it done now? Can someone tell me if this is freaking done? (laughs) Until you know, until you know that feeling. So, so you have, I do think you have to know when to stop and when to, you know, shut the door on picking apart and picking apart. Cause if I want to go in and do a draft, it, it it could be, it could be, it could be an entirely different play. Most likely not. Mm you know, but you become obsessed and become obsessed with like, oh, fixing, fixing. But, 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 you know, there are certain things that need more work and more attention than other areas of the play. And yep. so, so the draft is just an, an edit, like an edit, like a scrap this, add this, yeah. put this here. And sometimes it's plot and sometimes it's dialogue and monologue and text. And, you know, you want, you don't, I don't need to say that. That's an exposition line. Mm. Is that, is that not pushing the story forward? Okay. It's not pushing the story forward. So cut it. Who the, who cares? Who cares <laughs> about that? Who cares about that? Mm. Like, am I repeating myself? Am I, is this? So it's really about, you know, from start to finish the way I approach like a play now is, is that line pushing the story forward? And if it's not, it's got to go. And, and another, another thing is I always go into my drafts with like, what's the question of the play? Nice. Yeah. Yeah. And if, and, and if you can't narrow it down, fine, then pick two or three, whatever, but, but there's these questions and if they're not in the subtext Mm -hmm. of the dialogue and the characters, and if, if, if if the question is not lingering around in the scene, then you need to fix that scene. Almost like a thesis? Kind of, yeah, yeah, kind of. Like, you know, like what, like, 
you you have to you have to you have to do something that makes sense action wise and 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 real realistically unless you're writing an abstract play or what but right. something that still makes sense for actors to play truthfully mm-hmm. and then and then you kind of have to go well what but what is what is the question of my play and is it alive in this scene Ooh. and if it's not then something needs work <laughs> Nick, it looked like your head just spun. Oh, I had a cramp and I was working it out. Oh, Sorry. Okay. <laughs> it looked like it was like a, whoa. Uh, no, I've, been, I've been trying to do a little bit more exercise lately and I'm just <laughs> have weird pains showing up everywhere that I'm dealing with. Uh, getting old is fun, kids. Oh, just yeah. do, do all of the drugs so you don't have to feel anything. Uh, <laughs> uh, your kids listen to this podcast, Nick. No. How do you do? You, do you know? Not at all. For sure. A hundred percent. Kids don't listen to podcasts at all. <laughs> they just watch YouTube. Yeah, they do. That's all they do. That's what my kids doing right now. <laughs> I mean, I'm not going to judge that. I watch YouTube all the time. Well, there you too. go. It's fascinating. Yeah. yeah. It's like Wikipedia for your eyes. Uh, <laughs> All right. So like uh, for ages now, I've been oh, for ages. I know why I'm delaying it because of fucking COVID. I've been wanting to go to Shakespeare in the Park because mm-hmm. that's that's basically the only theater I know of <laughs> that, oh, could, that wow. I could go to. So my question is like, where in either Toronto or Niagara region uh, is it good to take in theater? And tying that in with uh, uh, how you did your reading and you said there was you're getting audience feedback. Where does mm-hmm. that happen? Well, so my reading, I'll start with my reading. So my reading happened at the NAC, um, so the Niagara Artist Center. So they, so I did it in their back room and invited, you know, a select few and, and ha- had the support. So that's where my, my reading took place for that play, for Ingrid's Dream. Um, so the NAC is a great resource. Um, I, in terms of Niagara, I think the Essential Collective theater you know they they do Canadian contemporary work and they foster new Canadian playwrights they norm foster it yeah yeah they norm foster it and so they so their work is is really about um supporting Niagara playwrights so they're they're not bad um that's the company my mom founded and they're still alive and kicking. I would say Suitcase in Point. Mm-hmm. Um, so Suitcase in Point is a multi-arts company, downtown St. Catharines, and they were, you know, originally theater and now they, they do all different kinds of things. They just did rhizomes. They have a residency for young artists. They also um, are the producers of the In the Soil Arts Festival. So that is all put together because of Deanna Jones and Suitcase and Point and all the people there. Where are they getting staged? All throughout the region or? Well, like, yeah, there's, St. Catharines has the PAC, like the Performing Arts Center, right? And so the small studio theater there. Nick, I don't know if you've been there yet, but you've seen it, right? It's on St. Paul. It's this gigantic performing arts facility that's coming out. It looks like it's close to the arena, right? Yeah. Yeah, down the yeah. street. <laughs> so the pack, so the, you know, I mean, it's 
it's pretty I know they got a theater uh a movie theater and stuff Mm -hmm. yeah they have the film house in the bottom and then they have like a studio space the like Robertson theater which is where um where ECT you know works works out of um suitcase works out of like they don't they don't really do main stage productions anymore so they use the street they use their green space there's a space called the Robbie in the Folk Art Center. It's in the basement of the Folk Art Center. That's been used by a few collectives in the past, like Stolen Theater Collective. Um, <laughs> so there's these spaces, but but other than that, um, I'd say Shaw, like Shaw, right? Yeah. Now, yeah, Shaw. It 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 it's good. Um, it's it's a a strong employer for sure of artists. And, and um, you can get some uh, cultural theater there. And then, um, yeah, like, like even Hamilton. Hamilton has a pretty al- alive and well theater scene right now. Like Theater Aquarius is mm-hmm. a, a main space in Hamilton that smaller companies rent to, you know, to do their shows there. And there's quite a lot of new Hamilton theater companies. I sometimes do my work at Camp Cataract, which basically just has a small stage, but it works for my purposes. That, um, that's so cool. Okay. Yeah. That's yeah. Like, like Nick, I'm. Nick, yeah, I, don't I know, know if you remember, um, but Evie put on a production of the Vagina Monologues and ran it at Camp Cataract. Is that the, is that the one that you helped out in? Or you? I didn't help out. Prefer- she cast you performed. Me in it. Yeah, <laughs> she sorry. cast me in it and brought out a very fun performance in me. I have to yes, say, yes. A very bold. We yes, had a, like a you know a whip stick and <laughs> and used that wall with her like dominatrix whipping stick and i was like all right like this is a great time like i was we was fantastic in that show you brought it out of me you brought it out of me evie you were so good like it was so hard to follow (laughs) yeah i brought them laughing and then you had to bring them to like serious heartfelt feel fears yeah baby the baby time yeah Oh, it was so much fun. That was, and then everybody was getting COVID throughout because we didn't know what it was yet. Oh. <laughs> uh, anyway, <laughs> good. Those were the good days. <laughs> okay, yeah. so we're back. We're back. We're back to the present time. Um, and uh, yes. So you mentioned a couple throughout. The, you know, throughout the process, the life of an artist in general is, is going to be a little tricky is going to come with different struggles. Is there anything right now that, that, uh, you're currently, you know, up against struggle wise that, uh, you know, yeah, well, I think it's like this podcast is really timely for me. Like, I think it's good because, um, we are coming out of like, again, sort of the creative spaces that the lockdowns brought for me were really, really good for me as an artist and you know so um I really again was finally able to truly um write and now I have a certain amount of confidence in in doing so so I want I want to keep writing but what's happening with me is 
like inflation is rising Mm. and, um, and my scholarship is done. (laughs) And so I'm, um, and I have a master's now, so I want to get paid like a certain amount of money, but it's tough because I'm really protective now of my writing Mm -hmm. and how much space and energy I give to that. So I do have to find a part-time job and I'm actually um, going to go back to a a part-time job I had years ago, which is, is good money and, and I need to do it. Um, It's not the greenhouse, is it? No. (laughs) Good. Hell no. (laughs) But you know, I'm really, I have to be really good with money um, because I'm just going to work there like two or three days a week. And then the rest of the time I'm going to write and I'm going to apply for my grants and I'm going to keep doing what I'm doing because I'm so deeply afraid that I'm going to lose mm-hmm. how far I've come. Oh, I hear doing- that is hitting me so hard. <laughs> <laughs> yep. I hear that so much. Like the whole, there are so many like little things that I got better at during the pandemic because we weren't going out saving money because we weren't eating out all the time you know or drinking or whatever the case may be things like you know even just like physical you know exercise things and 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 like you mentioned different practices you know that that easily are you know like your attention now that we're allowed to go back out into the world the attention is being pulled from many more directions than it could when you were stuck you know inside yeah. Yeah. And so, yeah. So I think, you know, it's, it's, it's a fear of like, uh, like I need, I like, I'm just, I'm going to work and it's going to be a, a couple days a week and I want, and that's fine. But it's really like, other than that and my independent work and even like getting grants and doing and going the direction I'm headed in, and the space I need for writing, like, it's like, it's that it's my child. And then it's that like, and I don't, I can't imagine anything else. There's no room for like a romantic relationship. There's no room for shit for anyone's (laughs) shit. Like I can't take on anyone's other, like, I'm sorry, get out of my face. Yeah. You, it you know, sounds like you require now like a very intense focus on that's right. sort of main elements that you want to sort of pour yourself into. That's right. And, and so, and I can't ignore that. Mm. Like it's, it won't let me. So it's like, I've just, that's it. And, and, and doing improv every now and then is beautiful and amazing. And I, and I need that. So that's lovely. But the rest is, yeah, it's, 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 it's an intense, it's intense and it's good because you can't say no to it, but it, that's the only thing there's space for. It's, it's like, that's but also, it. as, as, you know, as, as challenging as it will be, I also like, there's something in me that feels like, oh, isn't it nice to have that and know that that's your focus. So I was always like, wouldn't it be great if I wanted to be a doctor? Cause then I would just want to be a doctor, learn how to be a doctor, be a doctor. But you know, I don't want to be a doctor. And there's many other things that I want to do and can do, especially in mm-hmm. comedy. But, but like to have that intense focus now that you're like, this is all I can do. 
-hmm. not even this is all I can do. This is all I want to do. And therefore this Mm -hmm. is all I must do. Mm -hmm. Yes, it is. It it is. It is a really good feeling. I mean, it's a feeling. It is a feeling. (laughs) It's a vibe. (laughs) It's a vibe. Yeah. But it, but it's great. It is good to get there. I am grateful. I've arrived there. You know, I am grateful. My daughter's at an age where I've arrived at this place with her in in a, in a good groove with me, you know, she's, she's six. So she can like make her own breakfast and we're in such a routine, Mm -hmm. you know? And so it is, it's like, we are, yeah, it, that is, that is it. That is the focus. And, and, and there's no way I could ever possibly fail because of that feeling. I like that. I like that. I'm loving this. child is now coming in the room. Oh, hello, Daphne. Yeah, I'm almost done, baby. Okay. <laughs> okay. That's a good cue. That's a great cue. I was also going to say, uh, what was I going to say a second ago? Oh, it, you know, I'm loving this season for you, you know? Thanks. Yeah, it, <laughs> it's, yeah, yeah, it's good. And it's, it's we're here to stay. Um, but... I think, you know, if so many people, yeah, like we're the lucky ones where so many people do stuff that doesn't make them happy. And mm-hmm. that's, uh, that's shit. That sucks. You got to just do you. I love that. Oh, I'm being scolded for saying the S Oh, <laughs> <laughs> that's poopy. exactly well evie this has been such a wonderful chat and i'm so glad you took the time to talk to us today um i would love it where can if anybody wants to find out more about your writing find out more about your plays find out more about Mm -hmm. you in general where should we send them where should we direct them yeah um yeah so i mean that would be great so i do have a website um it's www.genevievejoneswrites.com and then um, a lot of my, yeah, like you can find a lot of information on there or contact me through there. Mm-hmm. Also, my Instagram is Evie Jones Writes. Okay. And my Instagram has a like a link tree or the link thing in Bless my bio. Those link trees. Love yeah. them. <laughs> and, <laughs> yeah. And so all my links are there, like just a number of things I've done and been a part of. Um, yeah, uh, that I think that's it for now. Um, we'll get all of that up on our because we've got our show notes, so I'll make sure to put that up on our show notes so everybody can follow you great. and check out what you're working on. Uh, and so thank you so much for meeting us or chatting okay. with us. Well, yeah. yeah, thanks. Um, it was it was my pleasure. This was a beautiful conversation, so thank you for, <laughs> for, for having me. Yeah, well, and informative too. So <laughs> if we, I would learn, I learned a lot. A lot. Yes. Fantastic. Will you say struggle on with us to sort of mark the end of our little chat here? Oh yeah. Oh here yeah. We- <laughs> okay. All right. So, what, so are we going to count? We'll count three, two, one. Struggle, struggle on. on. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks Evie. All right. Bye guys. Bye. Thank you. Bye. Well, this has been episode 78 of the constant struggle podcast for information about Evie Jones, check out our show notes at theconstantstruggle.podbean.com. Yeah, that was a uh, oh, yeah. good episode, Avery. It was 
was good. It was, I, you know, Evie, uh, Evie's one of the hardest working artists I know, you know? So it's nice to hear that she's kind of finding her groove again. Uh, agreed. And uh, just yet another, like, chill, fun, good vibes podcast. Mm -hmm. Yeah, if you liked this episode and, and if you found it helpful in particular, you know, share it around. Maybe it'll help somebody else's uh, journey, you know? Yeah, maybe like... Maybe somebody who wants to write a play out there or, you know, somebody's thinking about moving. <laughs> like, check out or, Halifax. Or, or heck, even going to a play. Yeah, as, how about as go to a play? Go to a play. Yeah. yeah. Um, Get your culture on. So, right. yeah, feel free to give us uh, the old like, share, and, uh, you know, subscribe to the Apple Podcast at uh, our podcast at apple podcasts on podbean uh and google podcasts and good pods basically anywhere good. where you could get a podcast you can anywhere where fine podcasts are hurled upon the universe mm -hmm. and if you want to stay in touch with uh, our new episodes and everything coming and going uh the constant struggle podcast you can follow us on twitter at struggle pod oh nick we haven't talked about whether or not we're going to let elon musk affect our tr our twitter presence We'll see how it goes. Okay. Well, well we're, we're monitoring the situation. Okay. Um, we've also, as we're doing, as far as Zuckerberg, uh, Zuckerberg is concerned yes. with Facebook, because uh, you can also follow our fan page of the Constant Struggle podcast on Facebook. So, yeah, thanks again for listening, everybody. We Yeah, and if those two get too dystopian, we could do that Wikipedia one. We, there's a Wikipedia one now? Yeah, there's like a wiki version of uh, uh, social networking. Oh, I didn't know that was, well, I'm going to have to look into it. Or yeah, we just send like, each other Snapchats. Oh my God. No, I'm not doing the funny dances. That's a TikTok. Okay. I'm not doing that either. <laughs> <laughs> All right, everybody. Thank you so much for listening. We'll see you next month. And uh, struggle, struggle on. on.